You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I'll read the whole chapter. We got plenty of time. Amen. <laughs> In fact, turn your Bibles to Psalm 119. <laughs> no, no, don't turn to Psalm 119. No. He, uh, Isaiah 55. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye by and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee, because of the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, for it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Our text is found, and the title of our message tonight is found in in verse, uh, uh, verse 10. It says, For as the rain cometh down, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, they may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Our Heavenly Father, we do ask your blessings now. I thank you again for the faithfulness of your people. I do pray uh, that, that, God, you would help me, dear Lord, to be a help and a blessing. I pray you speak to our hearts. I pray, dear God, that you would be magnified, lifted up, and glorified tonight. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. At the time of the writing of uh, this chapter, Israel, both the northern and the southern kingdom, uh, were in exile. Israel had rebelled against God until God could no longer let them stay in the land. If you would, can you please turn to 2 Chronicles 
Second Chronicles chapter 36. And I'll start reading in verse 11. So they rebelled against God, and God was very patient, long-suffering, but it came a point when God says, enough is enough. In 2 Chronicles chapter 36, I'll start reading in verse 11, Zedekiah was one and 20 years old when he began to reign and reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord his God and humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet speaking from the mouth of the Lord. And he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar who had made him swear by God but he stiffened his neck and hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. So the political leaders were bad. They rebelled against God. And notice this, moreover, verse 14, all the chief of the priests, the religious leaders, and the people transgressed very much after all the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord which, had, it, which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, rising up betimes and sending, and sending, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people till there was no remedy. Therefore he brought upon them the king of the Chaldees who slew their young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary, and had no compassion upon the young man, or made an old man, or him that stooped for age. He gave them all into his hand, and all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king, and of his princes, all these he brought to Babylon. And they burnt the house of God, and break down the wall of Jerusalem, and burnt all the palaces thereof with fire. And destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof. And them that had escaped from the sword carried away to Babylon, <coughs> excuse me, where they were servants to him <coughs> and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. To fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath. For as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill threescore and ten years. They rebelled to the point that God says, Enough. Is enough. And yet, while they were in exile, God still tried to get them back. You notice how wicked the Israelites became. Uh, they became so wicked, God says, enough is enough. But God was so compassionate, he tried to get them back. He loved Israel. And by the way, he still loves Israel today. Okay, that is a statement, big time, amen? And so he loves Israel today. I can't believe a Christian that's for Palestine. Come on now. <laughs> but you guys are quiet on that one. Why? You're scared the police are going to come here and come on, guys, stand. Stand for truth, all right? It's okay to say amen to those things, all right? All right, I won't be controversial anymore. Okay, that's enough. All right. But I am for Israel, and um, I pray for the peace of Israel. And uh, you know what? There comes a time when, uh, yeah, retribution has to happen. Amen? And somebody's got to pay the price for what they did to the Jews. Amen. So, no, that's good. Man, I want to preach on that. <laughs> I'm ticked off because some of you are not happy. I can't understand that either. All right. Don't tick me off because, you know what? I'm a nice guy. 
So, and God, in his compassion and in his love, I mean, uh, tried to get them back. Uh, and the, the, uh, let's turn back to Isaiah 55, please. And that's where we are tonight. Uh, the, the passage we read, they're in exile. And they're suffering. And, and we see, and, and uh, there's a truth here I want us to get, but I want us to get the background of the situation they're in right now and what God is doing. I read in verse 1, it says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he, he's talking to the Israelites here. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. We see there a picture of God inviting them back to himself. He calls out to them and says, come to me. You that are thirsty, I have water to refresh you. I have water, water to quench your thirst. Come to me, you who have no money. I have for food for you. And by the way, it's free. It's not going to cost you anything. I have food for you. Come to me and get your needs met. And God, of course, was speaking in a spiritual sense here. It says, come to me, I have the water that you need. I have the food that you need. I have the sustenance that you need. I have the, I have the uh, whatever it is that you need. Come to me, he says. Amen. And Israel had gone away from God, and they're spiritually thirsty and hungry and poor. And God says, come back to me. I got what you need. In verse 2, he says, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken, listen, it says, diligently unto me, and eat that which, he, which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. God was not mocking them, but he was pointing out their miserable condition. It's as if God was saying, are you really that better off being away from me? Are you really in better shape because you rebelled from me and because you stay away from me? Are you that good? He says, no. He says, you know, why do you waste your money on that's not bread, on things that are bread, on things that do not satisfy? Come to me. I've got what you need to fill you and to satisfy you. Is your life really fulfilling away from your God? God was asking. And then verse 3 continues, invite him back. It says, incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your souls shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David is bringing their mind back to what he did to David and what he promised to David. It says, behold, I have given him for witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall, shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. And God was saying, look what I told David. By the way, he says, that still stands. I still want to bless you. I want you to rise above all nations so that they come to you. It says there, it says, I'm still going to do that for you. I still care about you, but why don't you listen to me? Why don't you come back to me? I have plans for you. And by the way, God's plan was not exile and captivity. God did not want that for them. They earned that. But it says, God, I said, that's not my plan. And then verse 6, again, he pleads, 
It says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. It's not like you can't find me. God was saying, it's not like you can't find me. It says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. I'm here. I'm pleading with you. I'm here. It's not like I'm, uh, I can't be found. It says, and then call ye upon him while he is near. I'm not that far away. You know, that song, he's as close as the mention of his name. He said, I have never left. I'm right here. It says, now seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. And then verse 7, it says, let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And God was saying, you know what? It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. He says, stop going your own way. He says, stop going. Let the wicked forsake his way, your way. He says, and then he says, let the unrighteous man his thoughts. He says, stop walking according to your plans. According to your devices, according to your purpose, according to your intentions, according to your thoughts, he says. Look where this has gotten you. I see, basically, he's pleading with him and saying, Israel, is this what you really want? I'm here. He says, Come to me, return to me, listen to me, he says. Pay attention to what I have to say and stop going your way and stop going your own thoughts and your own plans, your own devices, he says. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. That's the context tonight. God was pleading with his people while they're in exile and begging them. He says, come to me. I have what you need. You're in your situation right now because you're doing your own way. Because you're living your own plans. So now that we know a little bit about the context, let's read the next two verses. Verse 8. Notice it said in verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake, what's the next two words? His way. And then the unrighteous man, what? His thoughts. And then this verse 8 and 9 is tied into that. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heaven are, are higher, uh, heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. God was not saying to them, you're all dumb and idiots. He's not saying that. He could. He could say that to all of us, amen? And be right. We're all dumb and idiots, okay? Most of us. I'm not just kidding. All of us. No, but what he's saying is this. Your thoughts have gotten you nothing tangible. Spiritually, you're hungry. Spiritually, you're broke. Spiritually, you're thirsty. 
Spiritually, you're dry. Because of your ways. Because of your thoughts. But he says, my ways are not that way. My thoughts are not that way. He says. You see, uh, you have nothing to show for your rebellion. You insisted on going your own ways and your own plans. And you have ended up broken and in exile. Your ways, your thoughts have gotten you nothing. That's why all through the the chapter, God says, come to me. I have what you need. My ways, my thoughts. He says, that's what you need. By the way, it still holds, holds true today that our ways, will always, that's a strong word, but I say it, our ways will always end up in brokenness and emptiness, in sorrow and defeat, in shame and regret, in failure and hopelessness. Our way always brings those things. God says, my way. Is better. It says, my thoughts are better because you get something eternal from it. You get nothing from your ways. Can I say that to us Christians here? You insist on your way. In the end, you get nothing. You insist in your thoughts, your plans, our devices, our, our direction. And in the end, we get nothing. Nothing that would last eternity. That's why God says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. There's no comparison at all. You get nothing from your way. You get nothing from your thoughts. But you get everything from my way and my thoughts, God says. My way is greater than your way. And my thoughts are greater than your thoughts. Coming to the service tonight, God gave us a visual illustration for our our text tonight. The rain. Uh, In fact, when I saw the rain, I was thanking God. I said, God, thank you. I guess you must want me to preach this. Amen. The rain came, amen, look at that. By the way, if you want rain, let me know. <laughs> no, God gave that to me without me praying. <laughs> but, you know, I think God just says, you know what, let, let me help him out because he needs all the help, amen? So, um, but God gave us a visual illustration for the next two verses we'll read in a little bit. I think we are all familiar, uh, maybe we don't remember it, but we probably are familiar with the water cycle, Okay. Um, first you have, of course, you have the bodies of water, the lakes, the rivers, the, the streams, and all that. And, uh, and what happens when the heat gets to that, the water what? Evaporates. Becomes to a gas. It ra- rises up, goes to the atmosphere. But when it hits the atmosphere, what happens? It cools off. That's when you get what? Condensation. So you have evaporation, it goes up, it condenses. That's what's formed the clouds. And the more condensation there is, guess what? It becomes heavy. And when it becomes too heavy, guess what? 
it releases all the droplets of water. That's what we were seeing here today. It was the condensation up in, the, in this atmosphere there, and it released. And that's what we call rain. And then, of course, it goes to the, to the earth, it waters the plants and, you know, and things, uh, all that. And then it goes back to collection again. It's again collected. It goes back to the rivers. You know, some, some, some say that, you know, the water you're drinking now, the dinosaurs drank it, you know, not millions of years ago, but thousands of years ago. You know, because that's how God replenishes the water. It's just a cycle. So you have evaporation, condensation, precipitation, and then collection, evaporation, condensation, precipitation, collection, evaporation. There's no global warming there, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> we'll always have water. All right, so, uh, uh, so that's, that's the cycle of water, the water cycle. Now, if, if you, let's read those verses right there. Verse 10. For as the rain, remember, he's talking about his ways. His thoughts. He was talking about man's ways, man's thoughts. Okay? And then it says, verse 10, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, precipitation, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth. That, what, what's that saying? It, it doesn't go back until it, does, it accomplishes what it's supposed to do. It waters the earth, of course, waters the plant, and maketh it spring, uh, bring forth and bud that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And then God says, just like that, just like the water cycle, it says, my word is the same way. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Remember, water what? It keeps returning. It keeps going back. God says, my word when it goes out, will return. But the difference is my word doesn't come back empty. It doesn't come back void, he says. He says, uh, my, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So by way of review, he's talking about his ways. He's talking about his thoughts. But then he transitions to his word. He's talking about the same thing. Because his word is his thought. His word is his way. You see, he's talking about the Bible. That's why it all flows together from verse 7 to verse 11. He's talking about the word of God. And by the way, an example of this is Psalm 119. It says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. He's talking about the Bible. And he calls it the law. He calls it the testimony. And he calls it the way. The way. The thoughts. The design. The direction. The devices. The plans of God is this, the Word of God. His ways, His thoughts, His Word. Now God is going to tell us why His ways and thoughts are higher than our ways and our thoughts. Again, verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, 
and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. See, there's the difference. God's ways, God's thoughts, God's plans, God's word, God's directions, God's intentions, God's purpose, God's design, always, always ends up in blessings and glory to God. You see, God is saying, you stick to my ways, to my plans and my direction, my thoughts, my purpose. He says, your life will be blessed as well. God is not saying there's no problems or troubles. God is saying, in spite of those things, it's still be blessed. And some of those things we'll never know until the end how blessed we really are. If we accept his ways. If we accept his thoughts. It means that God gets the praise and glory for what he has done. You see, our ways lead to destruction and bondage, heartaches, and pain. But his ways always, always lead to blessings. You know, our world is hurting right now. And you know why? Because we've gone our way. We walk in our plans. So like Isaiah 53, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his what? Own way. You know what God is saying? If you would just listen to me. And by the way, God is saying that to us tonight. You say, why? Don't you think we're all obedient here? I don't think so. I think there might be some here, you're going your own way. You're going your own plans. And you know it, by the way. You know it. And God is pleading with us. He's saying, why don't you just trust me? Your way leads to nothing. Your thoughts lead to nothing. Your thoughts are empty and vain. But says, my way always leads to blessing. You see, why don't we just settle it once and for all that God's ways are higher than our ways? God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And by the way, God is not going to change his ways and his thoughts just because you don't happen to agree with him. You know, the social things that we experience nowadays. You know, we are a mess. America is destroying itself from the inside. And I think part of it is because Christians don't say it. So anything, say anything. We don't stand for the truth. I mean, good night. I mean, we just quiet and, you know, there's one thing about believing God and, and, and saying, you know, I'm just going to trust God to change things around. But you know what? There's something also about speaking up and saying what thus saith the Lord. I mean, the prophets died because they preached the word of God. I mean, maybe it's time we just go ahead and let her rip, amen, and let God handle the results. You see, the social issues, you see, it's easy to preach it here. But try standing about work. Try, try standing up uh, regarding the gender issues. 
Try that at work. See, I got it easy here. Most of my coworkers agree with me. Most of them. Bill Shilton doesn't. No, just kidding. No, it's easy for me. We, we don't have arguments here about that. There are only two genders. We know that. It's male and female. That's never changed. And it will never change, regardless of who says it is. But you know what? You try that at work. You try that where you work, and you try that uh, with friends that you know, and guess what? You're going to have World War III. But you know what? How are they going to know it's wrong if nobody stands up for it? And one of these days, when they, when they say, you know what? You cannot say that from the pulpit anymore. By the way, countries are doing that now. There are countries you're going to go to jail, Canada, right now. You can't preach the Bible right now without going to jail. When it comes here, you know what? You still got to preach it. You can't water down the truth. No, I hope nobody here thinks there's more than one gender, two genders. I hope not. I hope you're not buying into that lie because it is a lie. You see, abortion, abortion is murder. We got states right now that just voted in and it's okay to kill babies. That's what it is. It's killing babies. It's murder. It's blood being shed. In this country, marriages, marriages between a man and a woman. That's how God established it. And it still is between a man and a woman. And it will never be anything else but between a man and a woman. But we're raising a generation right now that don't, 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 don't have a clue what gender they are. Well, tell them what they are. I mean, you got men playing in women's sports. I'd be embarrassed. And then this thing of hatred. It's, it's getting worse now. It seems like we cannot talk anymore. We just beat each other up. What happened to love? I see, it seems like the first course of action is to beat somebody up. Like, that proves anything. It just proves your position was very weak, that that's all you can do. You see. You know, God said, let God be true and every man a liar. His ways are higher than our ways. It's higher than the society's ways. And his ways always brings blessing. If our doctrine, philosophy, or way of life goes against God's word, God is not going to change. And we just better line up with God because he's not going to line up with us. His way. His thoughts. Not our way. Not our thoughts. God was pleading with the Israelites, say, hey, there's a life of blessings ahead. But you need to come to my way of thinking and my thought of living. God is pleading with us to listen. Our ways, our thoughts will never, our ways, our thoughts will never bring glory to God. Never bring glory to God. Never bring glory to God. You can try as hard as you can. You can try all your life, but your way and your thoughts will never bring glory to God. Amen. That's why God says, let the, let the wicked forsake his way. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and forsake his thoughts. And then he says, for my ways. 
are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. To bring glory to God means to make God look good in the eyes of another. When someone sees what we do, does it make God appealing in their eyes? Let's read the last two verses, Isaiah 55. It says, God says, this is, God says, this is what's going to happen. If you choose my way, if you go according to my thoughts, he says, for ye shall go out with what? With joy. And be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Notice that last phrase. It says, it shall be to the Lord for a name. That means it's a monument to the glory of God. And that's what it's all about, he says. When you choose my way and you go uh, according to my thoughts, I get the glory, God says. Amen. And by the way, don't you think ill of God for wanting that because he deserves all the glory. And that's what he's saying. I created you for my glory. I put you on earth for my glory. And some of us bristle on that. It's like, you're, you're, you know what the Bible says? Ye are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. Yes. Glorify God, not you. And how do you glorify God? His way, his thoughts, he says. Because our ways and our thoughts will never bring glory to God. God's word, his ways, his thoughts, his plans, his direction, his word, he says, it's just like the water cycle. It doesn't come back without blessing the one that honors it. See, if you choose to honor God's word and live according to God's word, God says he'll bless you. By the way, what's the end of that, though? When it returns to God, it brings glory to God because people see what God did in your life because of your obedience to God. And guess who gets the praise? Not you. It's the God who blessed you. That's what life is all about. Life is not about you. Life is not about me. It's not about what you want. And it's not about your plans. It's not about what you think is important. It's about God, amen. It's about God. So that when he returns back to him, it results in his glory in his will. If we lay down our ways, our thoughts, and take up his ways, it always results in blessed life that in the end brings glory to God. Let's read those verses again, verse 7. And keep in mind the context and what God is saying now. I hope it will be a blessing to you. Let the wicked forsake his way, verse 7. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, 
But water the earth and make it bring forth bud and bud, that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send, sent it. And what's the result of, of, of letting God have his way and, let it, letting God, and following God in his thoughts? For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. These are the blessings of God. Instead of the thorns shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briars shall come up the myrtle tree. And guess what it's all about? And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. It's all about him. Every time it rains, think about this passage. Think about what it says. You see the rain, oh, that's the watering the earth there. What's going to happen next? It's going to go back. Oh, I wonder what that's about. Ah, it's the word of God. When we receive it, it blesses us. And when it comes back, it will not return void. Why? It will bring glory to God. And the more we do that, the more God gets the glory. Because life is for God's glory. And for those who are not saved, it's not your way or your thoughts about going to heaven. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. See, man's thoughts, I, I have to live a good life, I have to be a part of this church, I have to do certain things and give money and do sacraments and whatever it is, that's man's ways. That's man's thoughts. But you know God's way is Jesus Christ. Amen. Who died for us at Calvary. He was buried and rose again. And when he rose again, he can now offer eternal life to those who would freely receive it. I'm going to heaven not because my way. I'm going to heaven because Jesus Amen. saved me. And if you're here, you're not saved. Jesus can save you too. If you would just let go of your ways and trust Christ as the only way. Because he is. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.